Hey Slay Nation, it's Heather, co-founder of So She Slays. Being a creative myself, I absolutely love art. There are pieces I love and totally get, and then there's some pieces where I have no idea what the hell I'm looking at. But <laughs> that's art, right? It's subjective. It's created to make you think and feel and even enjoy. Well, in our recent feature collab, I got to interview Alex Rudin, a NYC-based multimedia artist and illustrator focused on social justice and abstract political theory. Whew. I know, some heavy, heavy stuff. We did touch a little bit on that, but we actually dove straight into how most of us are hiding who we are without even really realizing it and how life and society make it hard to be vulnerable and the effects it has on us. On your website, you say, you know, we live our lives through a lens of presentation, a theoretical concept of persona. So what exactly do you mean by that? So I actually studied psychology and social work for a little bit after I graduated from art school because I kind of had a moment of like, what am I doing with my life? Like I think most creatives do. And I was reading tons of psychology philosophy and I was reading a lot of Carl Jung. And he kind of has this notion that the persona is like a mask, right? So me talking in that way, I'm trying to elicit the idea that we kind of all live our lives through this theoretical concept of wearing a mask, you know, that we are constantly masking ourselves to be functional in outside society. You know, we don't live in a world necessarily where we're allowed to feel what we feel. And whether you're a woman or you're a man, I think that that's the case. And, you know, you're constantly told to be this, to do that, to be something else other than who you are or what you intrinsically feel. And mm -hmm. that's an issue because I think that most of my work, I kind of try and pick up on this moment of irrefutable honesty and emotional impact. You know, that moment where you can't hide how you feel. It, yeah, it's just, it's probably like one of the most honest forms that you can have as a person. Exactly. And because it's not, it's not digested yet. And I think that that's something that's key here is that once you start digesting or processing something, which are key moments of, you know, growth and transformation, yeah, then you can, you can control the narrative in some way, right? You know, we mm -hmm. all go through experiences and take what we want from them, or you always learn something in retrospect. But yes. when something happens to you in the moment, that's the real honesty, you know? And I think that that is a magical moment that we try and hide from the world because people are not receptive to emotions, I think, in, in the yeah. society that we live in. You know, we're, we're told to filter ourselves, to, to be strong. But I think that when I'm making work, I try and find that moment of honesty that's going to impact a viewer to have that same moment of honesty with themselves. What are and some then, of the moments that stick out to you, though? I mean, because I feel like those I feel like people have those moments all the time without them actually even realizing that they've had that moment, right? Sure. And which is part of your artwork as well. What you like to bring out is the fact that it, it is like 
I think you even put like when the subconscious kind of sneaks into the conscious exactly. reality, right? Yeah, exactly. It's kind of about that emotional breakthrough, right? And realizing that the real juice of it comes from who we are innately, you know? Yeah. And that's important. And I think it's also kind of harps back to this concept that I, I talk about, I've been talking about more recently because a book I read called The Rise uh, by Sarah Lewis. And she talks about this concept of aesthetic force, a moment of um, art can shift your critical awareness around an issue where maybe talking with somebody or learning about it or reading about it never could before because it impacts something so human or, you know, even maybe animalistic, but something, it hits that, um, that moment of emotional honesty where your entire critical thinking around an issue can shift in a moment. And I think that that's something that I really try and use in my work is, you know, the idea of aesthetic force, but also touching on that idea that you talked about earlier of that like critical moment, you know, where something happens, whether it's for yourself or it's for the viewer, you know? And I think that that's my job is to present something to a viewer that lets them sit in discomfort Mm. and make them tolerate being uncomfortable because maybe something in that work cuts at them. Maybe it makes them think that's a point. That's what I believe is a point of ours to make a viewer sit and think in introspection and to question themselves. And that I think happens when aesthetic force is used properly. That's amazing. I've never even heard of that term aesthetic force before. It's very uh, new. I didn't either until I read this book and I really recommend it. It's amazing. Well, because like as social slaves, we, we talk a lot about, you know, emotional awareness, emotional intelligence and aesthetic force. I mean, all of these words kind of relate to each other yeah. in a way and, and how you break up art and what matters to you and what hits home. I mean, other than honesty, because I, I think I think honesty, kind of going back to what you said before, I think honesty is something that we don't always allow ourselves yeah. to, to deal with and to feel and to kind of sit in and, and finding, yeah. you know, comfortability in the uh, uncomfortable. Exactly. And- <laughs> I don't even think that we are, are allowed, you know, as a society. That's not something that we are allowed to do, I don't think. I think we have, you know, our society is kind of set up in this way, whether it's, you know, because of capital capitalism or the patriarchy or all of these systems that are set in place, you know, that emotional honesty is not something that is allowed. I don't feel. Yeah. Well, I mean, in a culture that like damns vulnerability, how, how could it, how could it survive? How could it do it? Exactly. And that's the hardest thing. You know, I actually just made a piece um, yesterday that I posted about vulnerability because I really genuinely believe that the only time that growth truly, truly happens is in times of vulnerability. And that's Mm. when you transcend yourself. That's when you go to realms of yourself you didn't know existed or capable. And when we live in a world where vulnerability is seen as a detriment rather than a strength, you don't allow the people of the society or the community to actually reach their full potential or be what they could be because you cut Mm -hmm. them off at the knees. And it's like, you know, just because you're emotionally cutting them off at the knees does, you know, it, it's, it's just as worse, if not more harmful than, than a physical limitation. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And not, and not in a hierarchical way. I don't mean that, but I think we live in a society where emotional processing or the importance of, of emotions are not valued. It's all about the external and the internal is a thing that allows people to transcend themselves. And that's what we all need. I mean, we are in a time of incredible strife and pain. And what we all need is to find silver linings, to find transcendence 
through through vulnerability because we are all living in vul- in vulnerability right now. We've talked about how media, art, and all this kind of stuff can can cause us to reflect on ourselves. What has your artwork taught you about yourself and maybe like your own lens of presentation? Sure. I mean, I think that my well, first, my art continuously challenges me, and I make a point of doing so with my work, but. I started making art because of personal struggles that I faced. You know, I suffered pretty much my entire life from a very bad eating disorder and and terrible dysmorphia. And I started making work to, well, one, express myself and two, to essentially make the invisible visible for myself. You know, mental health lives in your Mm -hmm. head, lives in the brain. And that's why a lot of people can't tell, you know, that saying, you know, you don't know what somebody's going through, right? Because yeah. they don't, they don't, they put on a, a persona, a mask, right? Mm-hmm. We live our lives through that. But I think that the role of art is to be brutally honest. Also, you know, to harp, harp back to your point, what has my art taught me about my own struggles that I never would have been able to get is that, you know, and this is very personal to my own struggles with, with eating disorder, but it's that my value has nothing to do with my body. Zero. Mm. And that's what I've learned is that my value has everything to do with what I can make with my hands, what I can, I write, you know, write with my brain or what I can conceptualize and with what I can do to help other people along their journeys or processes or, you know, within the activist or humanitarian community that that's where my power lies. That's where I gain confidence. Now, Alex and I went on for about another hour and a half talking about everything from art and media and even our own perceptions of ourselves. To read a little bit more about this, go ahead and head on over to SoSheSlays.com where you can see some of her amazing artwork and even how to get some yourself. Thanks for listening.